0: Today on The Pollinator Podcast, four things you can do to improve your business's presence on social media. So today on The Pollinator Podcast, we have a published author, a lady who works with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and all kinds of athletes on their mental health. But today she is here primarily to talk about the work she does in the company that she founded and is the president of Miss Inc., where she works with Branding, social media, basically becomes a uh, a complete in-house marketing agent, uh, agency without being in-house. So, Misty Buck, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, we've known each other for I don't know how many years now, and it's it's always a pleasure to speak with you. So, thanks for making the time for me today.
0: Well, I I really appreciate it, and so. Why don't you uh, give uh, give people a little background and kind of kind of your journey? You got started in your business uh, just a couple of, of years uh, ahead of mine, but uh, you know I know we you know quickly started kind of running in the in the same circles down in uh, in Miami and and kind of finding those those niches. But uh, but what what led you to to get where you are and starting your own company and the uh, the work you're doing with folks?
1: Yeah, so that was it's kind of a funny story. So I studied um, public relations and creative writing in school. Go Knowles. I went to Florida State, and well, that you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So I, I did some some work after, obviously after college. I had some jobs, internships, did various things, and I guess it was. I think it was twenty six, and I was at a PR agency, which was a phenomenal agency. I loved being there, but something in me was man, I wanna, my, my first love is writing, Will. So I was like, man, I, I wanna really pursue more writing. So I decided to leave that job. And I had the bright idea in January of 2008 to launch, actually it was December going into January, to launch this company, MinSync, where I was into freelance writing. Now, if you remember that time period, the major recession hit, wonderful time, to launch launch a freelance writing company, because one of the first things that goes in people's budget is stuff like that, right? Like that's one of the first things that they pull. So that was sort of an interesting interesting time to do that. But the really, really cool thing that ended up coming out of that struggle is I had all this time on my hands and I ended up working part-time jobs to kind of like keep my dream going. But um, the really cool thing is that I started to study more and more social media. I got on Twitter right away. I was like, because I know I had the time, right, to sit there uh, and I was reading up on all these things and I'm like, wow, there's got to be something to this for businesses to help them reach people, right? And this is before Facebook pages existed. Like, and I will tell you, my first presence for Miss Inc on the web was on MySpace.
0: Nice. You
1: know, we did. We had a MySpace account before I had a website. Tom was your first fan. That was, yeah, Tom was my first, was Miss first fan. And so that that's what we did because that's what was available. And so I started talking about it. I got in a B&I group and I sort of started to get away from talking about only writing because I wanted to catch people. I thought this was going to be huge. And so I wanted to kind of catch people um, and start to educate them on this. And I thought this might be something that people are more interested in in terms of just hiring a writer. They probably more interested in like that next new wave of reaching people. And it, was, it, took, it took a while. It took several years for people to stop thinking, Missy, that's a trend, that's a fad. I'm not giving you money to put my business on Facebook and Twitter and whatever else. Obviously there was no Instagram yet. So, so that was sort of a, like an interesting thing getting started, but then it, 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 meant it caught on like wildfire. And yeah. that's, that's how we are where we are today. We've just been in the game since the beginning and, um, and here we are.
0: So, you know, we were talking about before and you know, we were talking about three C's and they are like, wait, there's four C's uh, yeah. around that. And, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things that, that you just mentioned too, because I, I definitely see this, you know, just kind of working strategy because I'm, I'm not, you know, doing anything for them. I you know, kind of like point them in the right direction. And the biggest thing they say is like, oh my God, I don't have time for that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and you, you mentioned it there. It's like, oh, I, I had the time to, to, to go and do that.
1: Right. And
0: we're now in that point where, like, if you're not, if you don't have, like, at least some kind of social presence or something like, you're really in, like, that laggard stage uh, as far as, you know, diffusion of innovation goes. Right. But still people struggle. And the vast majority of, of businesses that I see try to, to get on social, you know, whatever platform it is. Right. do it really poorly. And I, I mean, I'm, I don't pretend to, to, to be like an expert and I had, you know, had this huge social following or anything like that either.
1: Right. But
0: there's, there's just, there's so many kind of, of questions that people just get kind of overwhelmed with and, and don't really even know where to, to start right. in terms of that. And so maybe even before somebody was to, to call on somebody like you, if they were trying to, to do it on their own, like, do you give them guidance? Like where, Where do they start?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think one of my top tips is and always has been to not be overwhelmed or feel pressure that you have to be on every single network and you have to post multiple times a day on that network. And I say that because it takes a lot of time. Like, well, I'll be really honest with you. There's on average, not every post is this way, but on average, it could take me 30 minutes to develop just one post. Right. And I think people feel that same way And when it's their business and they know it really well. So I think that it, that time intensiveness and sort of that planning and they get, and the content part of it, knowing what, what am I going to even put out there is really daunting to a lot of people. So, I think the first place to start is just like, okay, where do you think your audience is? And if you don't know, just ask them, text, if you have that kind of relationship, text some of your top customers or clients, send out an email survey that takes five seconds. What social network do you use the most? And then you can choose, maybe you want to start with just that one. Maybe you want to post once or twice a week, and that will help you start to build something right so that's the first tip is that don't feel you have to be everywhere and that you have to be posting like crazy but at least start somewhere the second tip again is is being consistent with that and the best way to do that is have a content planner so when i cons- i do consulting as well so when i consult with professionals because maybe they do want to do it on their own and they have the time to do it on their own but like you're saying they don't know where to start So one of the things that we'll look at is creating their messaging strategy and defining their audiences and all that and their goals, but then also creating a calendar for like a month, like, okay, this day we're going to do this and this day we're going to do that. And that way, at least it's not like you get to the day or the week before when you're planning it. Yeah. I don't have it. Now you sit down and you're like, I have 20 minutes to do this and I have no idea what I'm going to do.
0: Right. It's so, so, it's so easy to, to just kind of like block time out in your calendar and say like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. social media thing. And I'm going to, uh, to create a, you know, I see all these, you know, short little posts, like it can't be that difficult, but you know, to the, to the point you, you made earlier, like you're a professional writer. And like, sometimes that, you know, 50 word Facebook post or something like that is, is taking you, uh, you know, half an hour to, to, yeah. to really kind of plan and put together. And I've definitely experienced that. And sometimes it even longer, Right. Um,
1: yeah, depending on, on the complexity,
0: if you're doing a video or whatever you're doing, I mean, it can, yeah. <laughs> and so to to, so, to sit down, so I I love that in terms of like, don't just plan time on your calendar, like plan a calendar of topics, because if you can, you know, take a, uh, you know, Saturday or Sunday afternoon or something like that, or an evening, whatever, and, and just kind of like map out like, all right, these are just kind of the, at least the topics of what I would like to say and kind of throw right. them around your calendar. Then when you come to sit down, it's like, all right, I'm writing a Facebook post about this, or I'm going to record a little short video or find some picture or something to, to, to go in and comment on like that already kind of accelerates that, that process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then also just, I, I encourage people also to, because the thing is, I think when it's your, in your business, it's hard to talk about your business or know what to talk about. So get really good at listening to your customers and your clients and write down the questions that they're asking you because I guarantee you somebody else has that question and that's the perfect content for a post.
0: Yeah. Well, and then put it in your
1: phone, make a note of it, you know, when someone just put it and jot it down.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you know, one of the, one of the attorneys I work with, like, um, you know, another uh, somebody else kind of in the, the space that, that we both know mutual friend um, he, he they were, they were talking and he just kind of like gave him an the idea he's like oh you know anytime uh, not even a client but like a potential new client like you get all these phone calls like people are asking for you know free advice or something like that well like well answer the question and like you know put it on your your website as a blog and he started doing that probably like five or six years ago now it's to the point that like his whole summer, law clerk internship program, like the vast majority of what they do is writing blog posts, because they're, they're basically writing them like legal responses to these questions. Uh Uh But then he makes them go back. and It's like, all right, you need to get practice in like actually communicating to people and not other lawyers. So now like, all right, now we're going to, to edit it and format it. And, you know, it still might not, it still may be fairly dry. But to your point of consistency, now he's like, putting this stuff up to the point that, you know, he used to say like, "Oh, only ten percent of his business came from from the internet, and the and the rest came from networking, BNI, Chambers of Commerce, that kind of stuff." And and now it's almost flipped because yeah. he's got so much content on the on the website, and it just came from sitting down and that email that he was writing back to a client, or just to, to be helpful. It wasn't just an annoyance to him of like, "Oh, got to write," you know, answer this. It's like, "All right, this is a perfect prompt for me to to write three hundred yeah. words." and now use it as a blog on my, my website or then turn it into a little video now that he puts on social and it. other things.
1: I love it. I, as much as you, I always encourage clients, as much as we can duplicate content, we wanna do that, right? Like, so we wanna take these real world problems that you're solving and turn that into content, but in various forms of content. So we can put that at a blog. We can create a video about it for the YouTube channel. We can create a post or a series of posts or an ad or whatever it might be that we think fits this client's strategy. But definitely, I mean, if it's something, again, that somebody is asking you, there's no better source of content because you don't have to think of, you know, the question. Now you just have to do your job and answer it. And so really using that time and making making it the most efficient way possible, i love that. Take it, duplicate it, put it other places.
0: Yeah, the, the whole idea of repurposing, I, I run into some resistance on that. And again, I, you know, I'm just like at a high level, it's like, all oh, right, you, you realize you can repurpose this content. And I again I'm kind of preaching to myself here. But um, you know, some of that pushback is always like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to seem redundant or to, uh, you know, these things. I'm like, look, man, if you post this on Facebook over here, it's not the same people that are going to, to see, even if it's the same people following you on Instagram or in your email newsletter or whatever, like only 20% of the people are opening. Your email newsletter anyway, like they're not seeing the 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 content. you know, like you right. you got to get it out there. It's just like in, you know, to to the more traditional sales side. Like, you know, you may have to. You know, it used to be like, oh, you got to have make three contacts before somebody even like will take me. And then it was five, and then it was twelve, and now it's like seventeen.
1: Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That.
0: And you know, everybody is just flooded with with information. Like, don't think that. You know, you, you're just going to put this out one time and then that that's there for right. forever. I mean, it is there forever. Right. But like, it's not going to show up. It's not going to get pushed in social feeds by these algorithms and stuff at the, at the best. Like it could be something that somebody comes and is looking you up. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it's like, all right, so, you know, I got referred to this or somebody recommended, you know, Miss Inc. Let me go see what they're about. And then they, they can go. And now all that stuff is there kind of a repository mm-hmm. that they can, they can see you, but that only builds if you're, if you're consistent, if you're repurposing it, putting it in a, a couple of different right. places where it can be found.
1: Right. And you can even repurpose to, I love, and I think that's so important that people have to understand is because they think, oh, I don't want to share the same thing and be all over the place. But listen, when I first, I'll give you a perfect example. When I first published my book, there were people months later, and maybe even still to this day, I didn't know you published a book. And so I would like post something about it. Oh, you published a book. That's so cool. Even though I had posted about it 10 times already, let's just say on Instagram or wherever, you know, this was happening at and it's, oh, I didn't know that you did that. You know, it, it's so, so we think like people are absorbing every single thing that we're putting out there and that couldn't be further from the truth. That's why it's so important. Even if you are answering the same question, answering it in different ways or taking different pieces out of it do that. You know, even if you're going to answer the question and people are, you know how it is, people want things today that are so specific to them. So I was talking about this with a client the other day. So, all right. So let's say that it's this question, but this question can be answered one way for, let's just say a contractor, one way for a roofer, one way for this person, one way for that person, then answer all those questions specific to those audiences. If you want them to come to you and refer business to you and listen to what yeah. you're saying.
0: Well, and that that is so so huge, and I, I talk with folks about that in in, in even broader contexts, uh, you know, of their strategy, of their intake process, and in their in their consultations when they're actually you know trying to close a deal or uh, something to to that point. I'm like, look, and I'll, I'll just use the attorney example again. It's like, all right, I, I get it. Like, you're you're an attorney, you practice in this area of, of law, and everybody's coming to you and they're looking for the same thing. You know, they're looking for this letter to be written or, you know, if it's like, you know, family law, like they need to get a divorce, but they're coming to you from different situations and they're right. coming to you with different outcomes and goals. Like this person is coming to you to get a divorce because it's just been a, a slow decline and the, the kids are finally out and they just, they, they're just not, they can't be together. Anymore. Right. But this person's coming to you for divorce because you know, their, their spouse committed like some crime or like right. all kinds of great you know, weird things come up or,
1: right.
0: you know, it could be whatever that is. And then even on the outcome side, like people are looking for, um, uh, you know, to use that family law example, like this guy is, is looking to, uh, and, you know, out, and in terms of the outcome of divorce, like, he's coming. He just wants to, to make sure that he can see his kids, right? Like we can be as amicable as possible, but you know, this is my only, like, I don't care what she takes, you know, somebody else is coming and um, and (laughs) I was uh, training one of the attorneys the other day in consultations. She's like, well, this just happened the other day. And, And she like puts on this persona of a prospective client. That's just like, no, he cheated me with these young girls at work. And like, I'm taking everything and like it's zero time sharing. And I'm like, is this real? And she's like, no, this is absolutely real. And so that person has a completely different intended outcome. Right. And so, you know, you kind of have to like understand who your ideal client is. And if it's Yeah, I was just gonna
1: client. say that you that may not be something that emotionally charged may not be your
0: and then, you know, like so you know it you always have, have to, to gauge that, but there are definitely and, and you know, and that just kind of goes down to, to knowing know you are because I there are definitely you know family law firms that that like they love to take those cases, and then there are yeah. others that don't, right? So you gotta kind of know who you are in right. doing that. But you have to adjust that conversation, all of this messaging to to getting down to folks. And and, I mean, you know, I I, I like to use this farming analogy. And I'm just like, you know, squash, zucchini, cantaloupes, watermelon, like they're all in the same family and they basically grow the same way, right? A lot of the same nutritional environments, like very few little tweaks, but just because you grow things the same way doesn't mean that if you want a cantaloupe, I can offer you a watermelon. Like, I can't say like, well, you know, it, it's still in the cucurbit family, Misty. And like, it's, right. you know, I grew. I grew it the same way in the same, right. Practice. You know, like, it doesn't know, but I want a cantaloupe, right? So changing you know, your perspective from, oh, I deal with these things all the same way. It's all the same problem. I hear that a lot. Like, oh, it's all these problems are basically the same, not to the people that are bringing them to you. Exactly. So get that message dialed in to the experience that they're having.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said about knowing who you are and who you want to work with, because that's another thing that I think is so important for people is to whatever your personality, whatever your culture, your company culture is, um, or your culture as a professional, if you're doing something, if you're like a a contractor or whatever the case may be, um, really allowing that to come out as well. And I think it's, that's that part, you know, social, it's called social networking for a reason, because we want to build, not just throw information at people, we want to build relationships. And the way to, one of the best ways to do that is to just be yourself. You know, I have so many clients, oh, no one wants to see my ugly face or whatever. Like they'll just say something funny like that. And I'm like, but watch, it doesn't matter After all these years, it doesn't matter what industry any of my clients are in, if I post a photo of somebody in that company, especially like one of the higher well-known people, Even if they give me some pushback on it or I don't want to do a video, I'm not really good at that. I have to get into your head. It doesn't have to be perfect. People are going to react to it. And those are always the posts that have the highest engagement. People, they want to connect with people. And when they get to know who you are, listen, there's going to be other people in your space and you're not going to be for everybody, right? And you can't can't serve everybody. But what you can do is align with those people because I, I always, always say this, especially on the Marketing Monday show, but I say this all the time. People do business with people that they like, period. So give them something.
0: <laughs> well, and I, you know, Seth Godin said it a while back. And it was probably in a blog post or something, but, you know, he, he just kind of brought up the, the point. It's like Facebook is, you know, ha, has the the biggest global reach of any company in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like half the population of the earth has, you know, Facebook or Instagram or, or WhatsApp account.
1: Right. Right.
0: So even the largest company in the world doesn't reach everybody. So what makes you think you're going to reach everybody? Like you're not, and you're not even going to get anywhere close to, yeah. to doing that in your local service area business. So don't try to be all things to all people, exactly. be, you know, be yourself, be authentic, and, and you, you have to deliver value, but understand who is going to appreciate that value the most. So yeah, and
1: I love that too. And I think on the opposite side of that real quick is that I have people who also come to me and they're like, Oh, but I'm afraid if I do this, I'm going to get so much business. I'm not going to be able to, to handle it. I'm like, honestly, that's very unlikely that I'm going to create something for you. That's going to go so viral that you're going to just be inflooded with orders or whatever, and you're not going to be able to handle it. Like realistically, that's probably not going to happen. We have to build up to that point. So I wouldn't let that stop you from creating your, your brand and putting, putting it out there. Well,
0: and that's such a, I mean, you know, we could, we could do a whole another episode on that about, you know, things not being a sprint, being a marathon, or, or even like I,
1: right
0: you know, my, my whole analogy or the strategy around, around farming is like, yeah, you know, it's a process you know, like what built civilization is the fact that, you know, everybody doesn't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from, because somebody's out there going through a process systematically producing this massive quantity of food. Right. And if they weren't, then we'd all still be living in caves and every day going out and just hunting for, you know, the, the next meal or, you know, trying to gather it up from the forest floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you, we have to think about, you know, branding, marketing, sales in kind of that same fashion, like, It is a process like we're going to prepare the soil. We're going to plant a seed. We have to cultivate it. It's going to take time, but it will happen eventually if we are consistent with it, which is one of these big, one of the big C's. So I, I, I know we kind of hit all of them, but I want to make it very clear for everybody or else people are going to be pissed off with me that I, you know, like, what are these four C's? Oh yeah.
1: We didn't even say what they are. So. So, so the, the four C's of really, I think probably any marketing, but content marketing, digital marketing, social media marketing, we have um content so again we've talked a little bit about creating that content and putting something out there that people are actually interested in and they want to interact with that piques their attention knowing your audience answering their questions solving their problems all that stuff that you talk about so well all the time well so there's that that content conversation so something that's going to invoke some kind of conversation whether that's in the comments sometimes i'll even do like a a trivia question or true or false or a fill in the blank type of a post to, just to get people like engaged with something fun. Yeah. So, um, so again, conversation that could come in the form of a direct message, an email, whatever it is that, that you define that for but we want to have this interaction and not just from people who are following you by the way but you interacting with other accounts. So this is another thing that people don't realize when they get on there, they're just posting stuff and hoping that people react to it and buy from them. And that's fine. But you have to continue to interact with other accounts as well, comment, like, all that kind of stuff to, to show your face, again, to build those relationships, get people to know you. i built really awesome relationships personally that way with people I've never met other than on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing that. So content conversation. And then the third one is consistency. So I think we've pretty much beat that one up. <laughs> we've talked a lot about that one. So being um, consistent. Uh, showing up all the time, people need to know that they where they can find you that you're going to be there. And just again, having that that effort that people know you're there. And then the third, the fourth one, I used to only talk about the three, but was recently proposed to me that makes sense is creativity is number four. And I think don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to get creative or work with somebody who can help you get those juices flowing.
0: Well, and that's a, that's, that's a perfect segue, right? Because a lot of people are just kind of hung up. Like I was one of those guys that I like shied away from art class in, in uh, school, like now kind of, uh, of regret that, but. Um,
1: oh my gosh, you're so creative though. Are you serious?
0: Well, it's it, like, it took a long while, right? Cause you grow up in like certain environments and like, oh, this isn't valued or you know, it's not really. When you're growing watermelons, it doesn't necessarily help to be sure, creative sure, sure. Uh, all the, the yeah. time there, but then you, you get out and, and you realize that, Creativity can take a lot of different channels, right? And and we can be creative in a lot of the, the the different you know mediums that are out there. And a lot of the the people, a lot of the business owners that we know, they are very creative. They're they're creative in the solutions that they come up with mm-hmm. for their clients, and and they're having to, to to do that. Very few you know business owners are really standing out there, just doing the same. Serve. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's like you know the most boring thing in the world, like accounting or something like that. And, and finance, like I know CPAs, like they come up with creative solutions all right. the time and they right. can tell those stories, right? And and that could be a, a form of creative. They don't have to feel like they need to get up and do TikTok dances. To, yeah, to... no, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think- So,
0: yeah. you know, I, I know we're kind of running up to time and, and we've probably got to get to, to our next meeting. So if somebody did want to, to talk with you and, and like you say, you just do some consulting and kind of help direct people sometimes, even if you're not taking everything on, like what's the best way- what are the best channels for, for people to do that?
1: To reach me, uh, the phone number is 305-537-6465. You can call or text me there. And my email is Misty, my first name, M-I-S-T-Y at Miss, M like Mary, I, S like Sam, S like Sam, hyphen or dash, whichever way you want to call it, Inc i-n-k so ink with a K, dot k.com so it's misty at miss dash ink with a K, dot com.
0: <laughs> awesome we'll make sure that that link is there and uh we'll throw all your social handles and stuff like that um, in the uh, in the post when these get up but i misty buck thank you so much for for being here and uh, i hope you can take all of this great advice and uh, go get your hands dirty with it grow in your business be well.